Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, and YouTube.com backslash... 1080 The Fan. Uh, if you missed the first hour of the show or any hour of the show or any shows in general on The Fan, you can always, of course, catch it at our Service Patriots podcast section. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com. You can also reach the show at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Uh, you can find more information and visit them at vancouverford.com. And important note, just for you golfers out there, I know it's wintertime, the weather's awful right now, uh, we would like to invite you, if you're interested, in our inaugural, our first Fan Winter Golf Classic at X-Golf Tualatin and X-Golf Vancouver, Tuesday, February 27th. Uh, you can sign your threesome up now, and you can choose from either the noon round or 4 p.m. round at either X-Golf locations. We will have all our shows there except us. Danny Dusty will be at the Vancouver location, Isaac Atsuk in Tualatin, and the winning threesome will win a free foursome at the 10th Annual Fan Golf Classic in the summer Ooh. out at Langdon. The last place threesome, so if you're the big losers, actually I would argue if you're not good, but you're not awful. Well, you want to tank? Are we going tank job here? I would absolutely tank <laughs> for a free lesson at X Golf. And I'm telling you, there's going to be two or three teams that do this. I think it's really sexy. The way that a big group in a scramble comes in and they're like, hey, we're, totally. eight, we're 80 under par. <laughs> like, what? Uh, excuse me? Uh, there's going to definitely be a contest for dead last here when free lessons are involved. Go to 1080thevan.com for more info and assign your threesome up now. Boom. We have a lot to get to here in the second hour of the show. We do. It's a football Friday. We only got a couple of football Fridays left, and they're gone forever. We, yeah, that I'm. Well, yes and no. Kind I mean, of. Uh, in terms of the open, yeah, but yeah. football, college, and pro kind of becomes a year-round thing. The drafts around the corner. And, the UFL or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> the UFL is what that a, what it is now? They've I, renamed it. It's United Football League, I believe. Uh, yeah, UFL. Yeah, so yeah, I did not, get it right. You did. <laughs> You nailed that one. I did not. That was a guess. I have breaking news to all 19 people that watch that stuff Uh somewhat regularly, but not very consistently, even though they tell you on the internet they do. (laughs) I will not be watching a second of that crap. (laughs) Get out of there. I do not care. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for a break. It's sad, happy, weird mixed emotions, but UFL will not be a part of my life. Um, Detroit, San Francisco is this weekend. Let's go, baby. Pretty excited about it. Did you know in the Baltimore-Kansas City game, I want to get to something with that game coming up at 7-15, mm. did you know, I learned this uh, yesterday, it is the first matchup of MVPs that are both under the age of 30. First in playoff history. Really? Yeah. That's kind of a wild stat. It is a very wild stat. 
It's and the first time they've ever played in the playoffs, too. They met four times in the regular season. I think Mahomes is 3-1 and one against them. Yep. But the first time they've ever played in the playoffs. I think that's why I'm so excited. I, I don't, you know, we talked about it earlier. Zigger Zag, is this the most excited in the Mahomes AFC title era? You certainly make great points and valid ones that I think a lot of people agree with on the Burrow matchups, the Allen, you know, experiences. I'm I'm just jacked because we haven't had this. We haven't mm-hmm. had a Mahomes, Lamar, Baltimore's never really had. They haven't had an AFC title game either. So, there, you know, Mahomes coming in as a road dog. There's all of that. The other game, San Francisco-Detroit's interesting because we get Mahomes and Lamar. The other side, we have get former number one pick Jared Goff, who was given up on and traded to Detroit. Yes. Thrown on the scrap heap for Matt Stafford against the last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. <laughs> the first pick in the draft against the last pick in the draft. Right. And I know they're not Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, but damn it if I'm not excited to see like which quarterback is going to step up in the big moment, the big stage, and make the big pass or play better than people expect or absolutely choke a game away. Yeah, it's funny because I think both quarterbacks are going to deal with the same thing, and that is who, which offense can establish a run and make their life easier. Um, when you look at the, some of the numbers for the Niners' rush defense since like week 14, week 15, it's been horrific. They've They're been, not a great unit. Not been great late. The Packers ran all over them last weekend, and it helped Jordan Love a little bit, and Detroit's been running the ball incredibly efficiently. We know what the Niners can do with Christian McCaffrey. They get all their wide receivers involved. Maybe Debo's healthy. It looks like he's trending in that direction. So I think the same thing applies. Like Which offense can help their quarterback that I would argue neither fan base should be fully trusting in. Like There's like a bit of a, eh, maybe a toe in the water. Like, okay, hmm. I could see it with Goff. I could see it with Purdy. But you're not to the level you are with Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And you need all the help that you can get. And so whichever offense can run the football better, I think is going to be the team that wins the game. Uh, yeah, and, you know, the, the other side of that is Detroit has a really stout run defense. They do. Their weakness is the secondary. I don't know if Debo will play. It's, as you noted, it, it, it feels that way. I saw a clip of him at practice. He mm-hmm. looked totally normal, running a great route. It's different until you get hit on the shoulder. And <laughs> this is a little blasphemous to say out loud. Like, dare you rest him for a no. completely healthy <laughs> Super I see the point, but no, you can't risk that. Okay, all right. It's kind of a stupid suggestion, but I just ask. Uh, in Detroit, you might be wondering what they think. One of the radio hosts on 97.1, uh, The Ticket, Talked about this a little bit of a tease, but it's kind of also his opinion of how he views Lions fans. Take a listen to this. Fans feel very confident. One of the reasons Lions fans feel confident is because, similar to uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't think that they respect the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers in Brock Purdy. When you think Brock Purdy, most people think he's trash, he's lucky. There's a person that I know who says, well, anybody could be quarterback for San Francisco. And get the job done. That would be you, Mike. And I do wonder if, as a Lions fan, the reason why you feel confident is it because you don't respect the quarterback that is Brock Purdy for San Francisco? Is your confidence because of that? Detroit radio hosts, maybe some fans, although I'd argue most fans are being realistic and they're terrified because they don't want to see their team lose. Yeah. The confidence because they don't think Brock Purdy is good. And you you are a big Brock Purdy defender. We noted after the Ravens game, even though we didn't have a show uh, mm-hmm. after that one. No, we were we, off that week. But we've talked about this of, you know, his, his stats are great. Uh, his record's pretty good, even though that's not necessarily just the quarterback. No. As soon as people can, they they do want to crap on this kid, and it's interesting. And I don't I don't know if this is Brady leftovers lingering, if it's just because of the system and the skill position guys, or if because of two weeks during the entire season, his name was dared to be brought up in the MVP conversation. <laughs> but he seems to be like a guy that a lot of people want to crap on, and not be this rootable. Hey, you're the last pick of the draft and you're quarterbacking in the NFC title game? Yeah. It's interesting. I I think a lot of it does come from the MVP conversation, and I get it. Like, nobody looks at Brock Purdy and thinks he's the most valuable player in the National Football League. The Niners were good before he got there. They went to NFC Championship games and Super Bowls before he arrived in San Francisco, and they've continued to be good since he got there. So I, I understand there being pushback from the most valuable player conversation. The point that I brought up all week... While that is a valid opinion, 
there wasn't a runaway freight train for the award this year, and that's why he was in the conversation. Brock Purdy had really good numbers. He led the NFL in almost every major passing category. Like, he was tops in yards per attempt, uh, near the top in touchdowns, near the top in yards. Like, go down the list. He's near the top in almost every category. His numbers on the season were like 31 touchdowns and 10 picks. That's a really good year. It's not an MVP season. The reason this year it was debated as an MVP season is, what did Patrick Mahomes do this year? It's like 27 touchdowns and 14 picks. Josh Allen led the NFL in turnovers. Lamar Jackson's going to likely win the award. His numbers don't come anywhere near to what he did the last time he won the MVP. There was kind of a vacuum there, and that's why Brock Purdy was inserted in that conversation. And I would also say, so was Dak Prescott. We lived in a world where for like a month where Dak Prescott was going to win the MVP of the NFL, and then they got blown out in the playoffs He's again. He's still a finalist. He still might win, and maybe he ends up winning the award still. Like, I, I understand they're being pushed back. I think this year was a unique outlier season that if Brock Purdy has this season, the year that Mahomes throws 50 touchdowns, nobody at any point in the season is saying this dude's an MVP. It was just kind of a, a unique year in that way. The, 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 the fascinating part about all this for me, and I know that I just said both fan bases should feel the same way. I don't know if Detroit does, but they should. I look at both the quarterbacks this weekend and say, do you fully trust them? Jared Goff, I would argue, has been outplayed in both of their playoff games. I know Baker threw a couple of picks in the late pick, ended up losing the game. He was also under consistent pressure, unlike Jared Goff. He, I, I thought he made a couple of nice throws late in that game to lead him back into it. I thought Stafford was absolute nails in Detroit. They just couldn't finish drives inside the red zone. That's why they lost that game. I'm not going to sit here and pretend as if Jared Goff is playing per- perfect football, nor do I have full trust in him going on the road against a good defense without a weird turnover moment. So this idea that Goff is a pedestal above Brock Purdy, I'm just not quite there. You know what's funny about it? It, it worked out for everybody, but imagine what you would feel about the Lions going on the road at San Francisco had Stafford if Stafford's the quarterback <laughs> if he was still the guy like I I think there's like a weird air of confidence for a lot of people and there might already be that because Brock Purdy has shown that he can he has flaws let me ask you this Schultze is this a, a redirection of quarterback for the losing team if Purdy loses at home or Goff looks awful and loses at San Francisco are both of these franchises uh, rethinking their quarterback position? Or is this just cut and dry, ah, you lose, great year, let's go into the summer, let's get better? Or is it, eh, Jared Jared struggled in some moments, but we got through some of those, and it cost us the season ultimately, and Brock was good, but we saw what Detroit did, and we saw what Baltimore did, so let's think about it, because they were already kicking around Tom Brady this year. Do you think both teams are rethinking their quarterback positions based on what the outcome is? It's a good question, but I hate the premise of that thought overall when you go to the AFC or NFC championship game and you're thinking, oh, if we don't win, we need to replace our head coach. We need to replace our quarterback. I I just can't stand that thought process by anybody, so no, I don't think you replace your quarterbacks. If Kyle Shanahan's telling Brock Purdy before the season, hey, unless Tom Brady comes out of retirement, dude. You're the the, guy. Well, it should be noted on that, too, because that was reported over the summer. Yeah, Yeah. He had major reconstructive elbow surgery. I know, I know. They didn't know if he was going to play half the... I put a ticket on Sam Darnold to win the MVP because I thought Brock Purdy (laughs) was going to miss half the season and then he wouldn't be healthy. He he shocked everybody by being healthy right away. But but to Chelsea's point, that's the only player... For Shanahan, I think in the Niners, they they sure. they like Brock, and that yeah. was the only player they would bring in. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the the two quarterbacks, and just looking at these guys compared to each other in a vacuum, they're both really good. I'm not sure you can put one above the other unless you're looking at like, I don't know, fourth quarter comebacks. I believe Jared Goff had three just this season. Brock Purdy had none. So maybe we're moving the goalposts on Brock every week because we haven't seen like this defining, you know, game winning moment from him where we're like, oh my gosh, he can lead us it's because the Niners have so much talent as opposed to Jared Goff who's been in a Super Bowl before maybe jettisoned off the heap a little bit but chip on his shoulder plus that experience for me that puts him above Brock Purdy but no you're not getting rid of either of these quarterbacks they're they're top 10 top 12 in the NFL easy and why would you move on from one of those guys that's just stupidity well but also Welcome to sports. Like this, this is where we're at. It's All like egos, baby. if you're not, if you're not Mahomes, you're not Allen, you're not Herbert, you're not Lamar. And I say Herbert, and people get mad by that because he's been in one time. Like I get it, but like if you're not this prototypical beast with a cannon or the the uniquely talented player that year in and year out makes their team great. Like I saw a KC guy was like, how come Mahomes isn't a finalist? <laughs> 
It was like, like uh, Mahomes was obviously the reason, a big part of the reason Kansas City didn't crater, but like the defense carried that team more this year than he did. Yeah, you can't have 27 touchdowns and 14 uh, picks and yeah. win an MVP. I mean, uh, just stop. That's, everybody he's knows great. Yes. he's the best, but he's not an MVP this year. Right, but what Schultz he's hitting at here, and we can go because I want to talk a little Lamar Mahomes and we got Will Birchfield coming up. What he's right on is like this ever-chasing uh, obsession with, I have to have the Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson quarterback. Yep. And like, there's five of them? In the whole league, I said this earlier this week, like 65 or higher percent of the teams probably question their position there. Easily. But, like, you do have to have an element of patience, and this guy's pretty good. Like, Jared Goff might not be your first pick for quarterback. I don't know, man. He's been to two different NFC title games with two different teams. He's becoming, I think, the sixth or fifth player to ever do that. In league history. Yeah, there's only four quarterbacks who have ever taken two teams to a Super Bowl. He could become the fifth all-time. That's what it was. And, like, yeah. that's crazy to say. And you can say, well, Montgomery and Campbell, the defense. <laughs> ain't not just- okay, cool, but he's still the quarterback. Like, I just, how we separate this stuff is kind of stupid. And I think teams are also just as stupid as we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, we have spent an entire week trying to say that Josh Allen, not we as in us, but the general football fan out there. This has been the narrative. Josh Allen is responsible for the Bills losing, can't win the big game, that's on the quarterback. Brock Purdy, Jared Goff winning playoff games, well, they don't have anything to do with it. So what is it? Does the quarterback have everything to do with losing or nothing to do with winning? There can't be it. Like, sometimes there's a gray area. There's, I, I thought Kurt Warner had a great tweet this week where he talked about the Super Bowls that he lost. He was 1-2 and two in Super Bowls, went to three of them, and he said, in two, the two losses that I had, I left the field with the lead and never touched the ball again. And then we went on to lose the Super Bowl. And I have a one and two record, but that's on me to lose those games. I oh. don't play defense. I don't like right. But it was just a unique. He did throw two pick sixes <laughs> in two of those losses. A hundred yard pick six, famously in the Arizona Pittsburgh yeah. one. But it was just it was a unique angle to look at it. Of it's a team game. We can't. We don't need to give them all the credit. We don't need to give them all the blame. Right. Both these quarterbacks in Detroit and San Francisco are very valuable and important to their teams winning. Yeah. Um. And they're going to need some help this weekend. There's no doubt. Uh. Yeah. And windows are closing, and windows are small, and not everybody has Mahomes for 15 years. Like yeah. and so I think that's why you see a lot of impatience at that quarterback position. And to that point, you win a championship in the NFL two ways at the quarterback position: either having an elite Hall of Famer type guy, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or a cheap, really good guy when they're young, like Brock Purdy, or hoping you know you get Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence to hit fire before you sign them to their second contract. So the Niners would be stupid to move on from Brock Purdy. But before he's so 20- cheap, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's making nine hundred <laughs> right. grand until twenty twenty five. That's the year. benefit of having those guys, yeah. though. Like we talked about this with Goff the other day. I know we're way over it, but. Yeah. Uh, if he signs an extension, if he doesn't get top ten quarterback money, oh, that's not how this works. He's going to get the most. Like that, yeah. what quarterback? See, I don't think Goff will. You think Jared Goff will set the record for quarterback contracts? How do you? Can you give me? Can you give me right now? Maybe you can. I'm just I'm omitting the situation. Can you give me an example? Of the last like four that have signed the deal that isn't topping the next outside of Deshaun. Deshaun, you know that. I yeah, know he's that. He's the outlier. He's the outlier. So throw it out there. Okay, Cleveland sold their soul. And they can't do it with him. They do it with 38-year-old Flacco. Every other team outside of stupid Cleveland tops the next team. So Um, he's not going to top it. He's not even going to be top 10. Zero chance. He will be at least top three. Yeah, if he's top three, I mean, then you're I mean, you're going up towards $270 million. I know, but like... There's no chance. I just don't... What evidence do you have that says that the teams don't do it? Maybe Detroit becomes the first one to say, nah, we're not doing that. I mean, I would argue that would be a disastrous move to give him that. Con- okay. I think Jared Goff's fine. You can win with Jared Goff. They clearly are. He's yeah. been to another Super Bowl. But part of the value of Jared Goff is he's like the 14th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He, at the time, had signed the massive contract. I would look at Daniel Jones, who got 160 million, like 100 total guaranteed or 90 guaranteed. Touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he's terrible, but that's the, this is the kind of category that I would put Goff and Purdy in. You think he's in the Daniel Jones category? I'm not saying he's Daniel Jones, but I would put him slightly above that, mm. and that's where I think the pay deserves to be. Um, Derek Carr, I think, got an extension when he got to New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know if he got an. Ex- I'd have to go look at that, but okay. I know when he got paid with the Raiders, he he's was about the 150 paid. total guaranteed value. So I, as long as these guys are willing to accept their value and where they deserve to be slotted in, you can absolutely win with them. The second they yeah. start demanding $275 million guaranteed or whatever, like, dude, you're no chance. I don't think we're quite there yet at that number, but Dirt, to your point, like, I wonder if Jared looks at the situation and also, I mean, it's so easy to say not being in the contract negotiations, but says, like, I love it here, 
They embraced me. They gave me the offense. His coach might, his offensive coordinator might not be gone after this year. Sign a Kirk Cousins deal, like three years, 115 fully guaranteed. Play the system that way. 35 million a year, something like that. It's totally fair for both sides. I, they, it's a great partnership for sure. Uh, way over it. Back with more on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let me tell you about a girl who knows. She and my baby and she This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Uh, will Birchfield will join us from Detroit. We get a preview of the NFC title game, the Detroit perspective. We visited all four stops for the conference title game this week. It's going to be a fun weekend of football, man. I'd like to give myself a round of applause for booking all of that. As well done. Our producer was gallivanting, calling basketball games. Where is he now? South Dakota? Where are they at? I right know. Uh, losing. They played play Loyola Marymount. Oh, that's right. Down in California. Losing somewhere. <laughs> not winning somewhere. Uh, wherever they are. 65. It was oh, not good for the pilots. Was that last night? That was last night. Ooh. <laughs> they don't pay him enough to do that job. <laughs> he can't shine that turd. Uh, I can't believe I'm asking this question, and I know we live in an internet world, and then we place that world into reality, a lot of us. The ESPN show before us, I still don't know the name of it. It's better than the one before it, though. Yeah. Uh, I'll at least say that we went viral for saying the Max Kellerman, Jason Williams, Keyshawn Johnson so sucked, <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, can you believe they said that? And, like... Eight months later, they canceled it. So, like, yeah, I can. They were terrible. Two of the three got fired. <laughs> yeah, the other one's on Fox Sports, just yeah. shouting nonsense every day. Um, that show's better. They said something right before we started. We're like, Lamar's still polarizing, right? And they were all like, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I, I don't know. I live in a Lamar world. I like Lamar. I saw a Louisville highlight against Syracuse. I remember that game, like, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Thinking, God, this guy is changing football, and then nobody wants to draft him as a quarterback. He's not polarizing anymore, is he? Or is this? Are we still doing the stupid we'll sports fan thing of? We'll do it. Did you win the championship? Yeah, we'll do. A lot of this will depend on, and it's funny how we always analyze it before the game happens. If the Ravens are to lose this weekend, how do they lose? Right? Is it a 45-42? Both both quarterbacks are great. Mahomes has the ball last. He wins the game. You're stunned coming in Monday if I'm telling you the Ravens get blown out. So let's just assume yes. this is a close game. But what I'm saying in a close game is, does Lamar throw two or three picks? Does he have a costly fumble? Does he make a big mistake? Or does he play at a high level? It's just Mahomes is better, and that's why they lose. I would hope that we could have a little bit of nuance there, but we just are coming off a week in which there is no nuance. There, there are national talking heads who have spent an entire week talking about how Josh Allen can't win the big game. Josh Allen's not clutch. He's not, he, can't, he can't do it. He can't lift his team on his shoulders. Even though he had a lead in the division around in Kansas City two, year, two three years ago with 13 seconds to go, throwing a game-winning touchdown pass, and they gave up a score with 13 seconds and he never touched the ball again. He 
set his team up with a chance to kick a game-tying field goal. His clock expired, or time expired, basically, this weekend, and his kicker missed the kick. Like, a lot of this isn't on the quarterback, but we will absolutely do this to Lamar Jackson. If they lose, this will be a conversation all week next no, no, week. No. But is he polar? Do you think? Yes, I absolutely fans, think he's, he's polarizing. One hundred percent. If he struggles throwing the football a little bit, so the that guy whole, that wins two league yes. MVPs before the age of thirty, we are stupid. Okay, we are stupid. Okay. And we have dumb debates, and there is no nuance, there is no context, mm. none of it makes any sense. But yes, if they slow down Baltimore's run game, they make Lamar beat him with his arm, he has an okay day with his arm, and that's why they lose, absolutely we're back in that, well, can you pay, should you pay a running quarterback? Should you pay him? I don't know. He can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. He's played more games than Burroughs. We will definitely be living in that hellscape next week. Uh, and then quickly, before we go to Will Birchfield here, I, I'll just throw it out. I could be way off on this. I feel like the Super Bowl Matchups are very interesting in a lot of ways. The one I'm not as excited about, I mean, I'll get up for it because it's the Super Bowl. San Francisco did not play a good game against Baltimore on Monday Night Football. A lot of deflected passes by Purdy, and they landed right in the hands of defenders. Mm -hmm. I give Baltimore all the credit in the world for that game. I also, and maybe you think, well, you're a Niner fan. Of course you say this, and maybe that's the case. I think if it's Niners-Ravens, I think we're going to get a good game. I don't think we're going to get Niners getting bludgeoned again. Hold that in case Baltimore does do that. We watched Detroit-Baltimore, and that was even worse than San Francisco-Baltimore. Is that the one matchup we have to kind of root against from a Super Bowl interesting angle? Or do you live in the same world I'm living in where, hey, yeah, that was the matchup last time. Different teams, different moment. That game could be much better. I would, here's what I'll tell you. If that's the matchup, I would definitely gamble on Baltimore in that game, no matter what the spread is, because I've seen it before. I would be hopeful to be wrong and have a Detroit kind of surprise. The sad part about this, I agree with you, is those are the two feel-good stories. I know. Like, everybody wants Detroit to get there. Lamar getting to a Super Bowl would be a big deal. Mahomes losing in one of these games. Like, that's the game. I feel like everybody's rooting for Baltimore and Detroit this weekend. That's the feel I have. Without looking ahead to thinking (laughs) of what's the Super Bowl actually going to be like, and will that be a competitive Super Bowl? Every other matchup. I don't know, because they're missing Tooney. I think that's an underrated part for Kansas City. Yeah. We saw Mahomes without his full offensive line against Tampa, and I don't know if that's going to happen this weekend against Baltimore. I mean, if the Niners win, they're getting a rematch either way. Their last two Super Bowls were against Kansas City or Baltimore. So you're getting one of the teams that you've lost to in Super Bowls. You to exercise the demons. <laughs> you get a shot at it, at least. Uh, let's talk with Will Birchfield. He covers the Lions in Detroit for 97-1 the ticket. Our final ticker stop of the week. For Conference Championship Week, Will Birchfield, Birchie the Kid, joins us next for the ticker. But first, uh, Schultz with a sports update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a football Friday as we save the best stop for last in the NFC Championship game this weekend. Detroit going on the road to San Francisco. Joining us.
us again as he did last week. Our good friend Will, Will Birchfield at Birchie underscore kid on Twitter. Go give him a follow. 97 won the ticket in Detroit. Uh, Will, thanks for the time, man. I'm sure your week has been crazy and getting ready for the game. So we, we really do appreciate it. W- where is the confidence level for Detroit? Like this is a come out of nowhere story. You're like, oh, my God, we're in the NFC title game. Where's the confidence level going into this matchup with San Francisco? I think it's really high because I don't think they feel like it's a come out of nowhere story. I feel like they believe they've been one of the best teams in the NFL since midway through last season. I mean, you can go back to the Thanksgiving game last year when they lost to the Buffalo Bills, who were and still are a legitimate contender in the NFL on a last second field goal. And and they went toe to toe with that team all day. And that was kind of the beginning of their eight and two stretch to close last season. And ever since then, the only team with more wins in the NFC than the Lions is the one standing between them and a trip to the Super Bowl. It's the Niners. And so they, they fully believe and, and even expect they've said this week, Jared Goff has said it, Aiden Hutchinson has said it, to go to San Francisco and then to keep playing two weeks from now in Vegas. Hmm. Well, I, we talked a lot. Of, there's so many different angles on this matchup we could get into. Rush defense against running game, quarterbacks, coaching. Coaching's a big one for me. And while it might not be the end-all, be-all, one thing we talked about was fourth down. And Detroit is slightly ahead of San Francisco in fourth down conversion percentage. But the coach seems to be much more aggressive. Uh, I'm curious what you make of fourth downs, how massive this is. Little things like that going into the game where Shanahan, as smart as he is, Seems to have time management and going for it, like kind of convictions on some of it, whereas Dan Campbell feels like, I want the ball to start the game. Here are my nuts. I've put them on the table. How do you feel about the coaching matchup? I think Dan Campbell, if he wins the toss, might start the game with an onside kick. (laughs) There's a non-zero chance that he does that. But I'll say for Campbell, he's going to stick to what he believes in on Sunday. And if they're facing a fourth and three, from their own 45, and he thinks they need it because their defense has had trouble uh, stopping the the Niners' offense, he's not going to think twice just because, oh, my God, it's the NFC Championship. There's so much on the line. He is true to himself, and and he's true to his beliefs. And so there there will certainly come moments on Sunday when fans around the league might sit back and say, oh, my God, this guy's a lunatic. But he he will just stay true to what he's done all season. I think the other – fascinating matchup within the matchup is, is the red zone on both sides because the Niners have, have the best red zone offense in the NFL. The Lions have had, honestly, one of the worst all season. And, and if there's one weakness or semi-weakness for the Niners defense, it's probably their middle-of-the-road red zone defense against mm. an elite red zone offense for the Lions. So, I, you know, you hear it said a lot but it does feel true on Sunday that whoever makes the most of their red zone chances, chances probably comes away a winner. And, and look, I don't think it, it's, a, it's, it's a far stretch to suggest that this game's going to become a shootout. I, I know the Niners' defense has, has been pretty good, really good all year, third in the NFL in points allowed, but they have shown a few cracks recently. Green Bay exposed them a little bit last week, and the Lions have the weapons to match up with anyone. If that offensive line – can hold up against a defense that really doesn't blitz much because they don't think they have to, and they don't when you have Bosa and Chase Young and Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. I do think the Lions can, can turn this into you know a, a game in the 30s, and then it might just come down to who has the ball last. Yeah, I, I agree with that take completely. We're talking with Will Birchfield of Detroit, 97 won the ticket preview in the NFC title game. And I, I wanted to continue on that other side of the ball. Like, I don't really have a lot of doubt that the Lions will be able to move it. The Niners' rush uh, rush defense has not been great here the last couple of weeks. You point out what Green Bay did. We also, though, on the other side, saw the Niners' offense look a little clunky. And I don't know if that was the weather, if it was Debo getting hurt. Sounds like he might be able to go. Where are you at on Detroit defensively right now? Um, because I look at their two playoff games, and Stafford was great in the lead against them, but they got stops in the red zone when they needed to. Mayfield put yeah. up pretty good numbers, but they forced a couple of turnovers, including on that last drive. The Niners have shown the potential to be one of the best offenses in the league. Not great last week. Just how do you feel about that matchup with all the weapons San Francisco has in trying to stop them? So I feel both uneasy and pretty confident about it from the Lions' perspective. Uh, uneasy because I just don't know how the Lions' secondary accounts for Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and McCaffrey out of the backfield. Uh, that's an obvious mismatch. Confident because this is pretty amazing, guys. The Lions, forget 100-yard rushers. 
They haven't allowed a running back to rush for 70 yards all season. They have been extremely good against the run. And Christian McCaffrey has been held under 70 just once since November. So you start looking again at where this game could be decided. That McCaffrey versus the Lions run defense is another really important matchup. And uh, Aaron Glenn said yesterday, you know, look, we know we might not be the fastest or, or the most glittery defense full of stars, sort of like the Niners are, but we will bite somebody's face off. And um, <laughs> that's building on, of course, Dan Campbell's hunger for kneecaps. And Aline McNeil, who, who's, who's the center of, of that run defense, said, you got to bite people's faces off. You just have to. On defense these days, really all you have now in an offensively driven league is fear. You have to instill fear into the players you're playing against. You have to put things on film that are violent and unsavory for for offensive players to watch. And and I think there is a chance that if the Lions, look, not stop McCaffrey, no one has stopped him really all year, but just put enough of a lid on him that they can maybe get after Brock Purdy, they've got a chance. So the, the one reason I would feel good for their defense is they've been great against the run all season. I heard everything you said, Will, but once you said bite their faces off, I just kept seeing <laughs> Dwight from the office turning around with the dummy's face <laughs> and going in the locker room with that. Uh, does Detroit have the better quarterback? I, I think they do. The, the statistics say they're pretty much equal, but uh, I'll take in a playoff game the, the quarterback who's a – a six-year vet and has played in the Super Bowl and, and in games of this magnitude before. I, I, I think that they're, they're very similar. I mean, they're both quarterbacks that aren't very mobile and that thrive in the play action. I mean, if you look back over the past two years since Purdy entered the NFL, the three best quarterbacks far and away in play action by passer rating are Goff, Purdy, and then Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these guys with time – and open receivers will pick you apart, and they both have had run games that set up that play action. But I, I, think, I think the Lions know that if they can get a little heat in Purdy's face, given his stature, maybe they can take away some of his passing lanes. I know the interception numbers don't reflect it, but he does have a penchant for throwing some turnover-worthy passes when there's heat in his face. Look, he's been great. I, I don't want to undermine how well Purdy has played for two years. Um, but in crunch time, I think Lions should feel pretty good about putting the ball in Jared Goff's hands. Uh, we, I've gone back and forth on the line all week, Will. I, the, the spread seems a little too large. I'm with you. I tend to think this turns into a shootout. Uh, how do you think it plays out? Do the Lions pull off the upset in San Francisco? It's going to be a thriller. I really think it. I think it's going to be one of the best games that we've seen in a while and definitely the best game of the playoffs. And mind you, the Lions have played two really good ones. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be – a game with, you know, say five or six lead changes and and multiple fourth quarter lead changes. I get kind of goosebumps just thinking about it right now. It Mm -hmm. it sets up as such a titanic clash between teams that I think most of us have viewed for pretty much a month, month and a half now as the class of the NFC. I just ultimately think the Niners have too many weapons on offense and too many, too many weapons up front, including maybe the best linebacker duo in the NFL for the Lions to overcome them. The Lions still feel to me like, a, like two or three pieces away on mm. defense. I think that finally catches up to them on Sunday. You go all the way back to the trade deadline, there was a clamor in Detroit for Brad Holmes to add more pass rushers. We saw Montez Sweat go to the Bears, Chase Young go to the Niners. They stood pat. They believed in their guys. It looked like the right move since. It probably will be the right move long term. I think Sunday that shows up for the first time. And I think the Niners on, on maybe a, a last-minute drive win this game, and I'll say 34-31, but it's going to be one we talk about for a long time. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Will Dan Campbell even have a voice by the time kickoff starts? <laughs> no, no way. He won't have a voice. Uh, Panay Sewell, who like blacks out giving his pregame speeches in the huddle, won't have a voice. Um, I don't think many fans in that crowd will have a voice. By the way, the early projections on based on ticket sales data say the Lions are going to have about twenty percent of that crowd wow. in, in San Fran on on Sunday, and I, I don't I don't I don't doubt it because that fan base 
has traveled well all season, and Delta is adding more flights and bigger planes <laughs> to accommodate Hell all yeah. the people who are going to be flying in the Honolulu blue skies tomorrow. So it's going to be just an electric environment Sunday in San Fran. It's a weird position to be in. Well, I, I grew up as a bandwagon Niner fan, and I you know I root for the Niners, but like I'm so happy for the Lions, and it's such a good story that I, I, I'd be a little sad to see it end. <laughs> Does Penne Sewell pancaking defensive backs turn Dan Campbell on, you think? It turns me on, dude. I'm not going to lie. I, I love watching Penn A. School do a thing, and it definitely gets Dan Campbell going. I mean, it gets Brad Holmes going. When they drafted him, Brad Holmes was so freaking stoked to submit the pick in his first draft as a GM that he broke NFL protocol and submitted it too early. He got a little slap on the wrist from, from Commissioner Goodell for not following NFL draft guidelines, and then you see him in the – in the war room, like slamming tables and throwing stuff in the air because he was so psyched to draft Sewell. I love that Sewell and Nick Bosa come head-to-head, face-to-face again on Sunday. Remember, Sewell's NFL debut was against Nick Bosa uh, three years ago. And after the game, Bosa said, man, that guy's going to be a really good tackle in this league for a really long time. Sure enough, he has been. Maybe the best in the game. Uh, and Trent Williams on the other side, so against Hutchinson. All kinds of awesome matchups in this game, and uh, it's going to be one-on-one up front, that Niners defense against that Lions elite offensive line. So uh, I just can't wait to sink my teeth into it on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if we'll get a Jim Schwartz, Jim Harbaugh handshake pregame between <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and Dan Campbell, but the fireworks are going to be there. Will Birchfield, 97 won the ticket, at Birchie underscore kid on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Thanks for the time, man. I'm sure you've had a crazy week. Enjoy the game Sunday, and obviously if they win, we'd love to catch up again, but thanks as always. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. There you go. Will Birchfield, good stuff from him from Detroit about getting turned on by Panay Sewell Pancakes. <laughs> and what a story, man. Detroit's been a lot of fun. They are undoubtedly America's team this weekend. Yeah, we should change it to right now. Dallas, screw off, dude. They're, like yeah, You don't deserve the title anymore. That was 1972. <laughs> half the country hates the Cowboys anyway. Oh, I would we, say more than half yeah. of the country hates the Cowboys. We revel in them losing. Everybody's rooting for the Lions this weekend, unless you're a Niner fan. So I, I get it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And how about that? An honest prediction? From usually you get the guy on and they just predict the team's gonna win. I thought he was gonna be Homer there. I did too. Then he was like, they have too many pieces, and he's not wrong. So there's some woes in the Detroit secondary for sure. Niners are loaded. So is Detroit though, and it should be a great game. Uh, Some more thoughts on this. We'll have some some fun with some other stuff in the final hour. Don't forget spraying the line coming up at eight thirty. So make sure to get your fake sponsors in at five zero three eight six four six three two six. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. Back after this on the fam. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. All right, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. Not a lot of time here, so let's slot this in. Turning and burning. The Carolina Panthers hired Dave Canales as their next head coach. Really like this hire. You really like this hire? I do. I, okay. th- I thought Tampa's offense was pretty good. This was a it team was, yeah. with zero expectation. Yeah. Uh, I know they've got playmakers everywhere, but what he did with Baker and putting Baker in that position, I just, I'm at a spot where largely I lean, I want my lead guy to be the offensive guy. I'm not sold on Bryce Young whatsoever. I'm not sold on that ownership, but I'm glad that he's <laughs> yeah. getting this opportunity. And if the owner backs the hell off and lets them actually try to develop and coach, even when they lose, Maybe this can be a good hire. But again, I'm I'm still not sold at all on Bryce Young. Yeah, the unique thing is he was only a coordinator for one year. Yes. It was, he was in Seattle as the quarterback coach and like the passing game coordinator mm-hmm. and then took over, obviously, in Tampa, as you mentioned, and had their offense was good. I mean, they came out of nowhere. I, I viewed this as did they have to go because I just hadn't heard Canales' name much in head coaching searches. It wasn't a name that was like circulating and popping up a lot. Was this because nobody else would interview or attempt to? even want the job because of David Tepper. And so you basically go down the list until somebody's like, yeah, I mean, I'm Dave Canales and I'm not going to say no to that. Story of the league isn't great for the owners that are meddling and impatient. No, Uh, No, I wouldn't want nothing to do. Of all the jobs in the NFL, this has to be the worst one right now. It's not even close. Yeah, is there anything that's even in the ballpark? I mean, the Commanders used to be that, but now they got a better owner. I think they've got some good pieces. I I think they can be in the playoffs next year. Um, Yes. Yes. It is far and away the worst job. (laughs) Canales takes this. Is it a long track record of success? Certainly not. But the Geno, you know, turning career around year in Seattle and then what he did with Baker in that offense. Absolutely. I, I also like I think this is kind of the best of both worlds. I think Dave Canales 
you get to become a coach. You're young. These opportunities don't open very often. Uh, we don't know what Tampa's offense will be next year. Maybe it'll be just as good. But also Carolina. Who wanted your situation with that guy? Without a first-round pick this year, with oh, a rookie yeah. quarterback I, who struggled. Well, a small rookie quarterback, not just a yeah. bad rookie quarterback. It was one that's like 5'7 and weighs 125 pounds. Yeah. So good luck with that. I am rooting for him. Uh, I'm rooting for Bryce Young as well. I want him to be successful. I just That's a tough situation to be put into. But to your point, I mean, if you're Dave Canales, you're not going to say no to that job because you don't know when the next one uh, is going to come around. But that was surprising to some is the Panthers have found their new head coach. So now we're down to what? Two jobs, right? Seattle and Washington? Is that all that's left? Yep. That's all we got. It has a real feel. We'll see what this Dan Quinn stuff is. He got a second interview with the Seahawks, and a lot of Seahawks fans kind of thought, oh, if Pete's leaving, it's Dan Quinn's job. And yeah. then the Cowboy game happened. Yeah, not good. Uh, maybe it will be Dan Quinn. The way that they're t- taking so long to hire, it, I don't know, kind of smells like it might be Ben Johnson, but... Of all the teams that could end up getting a huge boost this offseason, it could be the Detroit Lions if Ben Johnson doesn't leave again. Well, I think Houston and Detroit, if Slowick and Johnson come back, yeah, you're you're Didn't ecstatic. Slowick did get hired yesterday? Didn't that happen? Oh, where did he get hired? Did he get a job? Did I think I he got hired yesterday. Did, did I miss he get hired? Slowick on the move. Really? Didn't he get hired? Hold on. Who Hold hired on. him? Did uh, I miss this? I'm sorry. I apologize. I take it back. No, it. he did not. Maybe I misread that. Why did you say that? I don't know. I thought I read that. Why he... did you say that? <laughs> Why <laughs> did you do that to me? <laughs> you know making... what you did? You saw the same tweet I did. The the Washington football commander's coaching tree. Yes. And Slowick stems yes, from that's the Shanahan what I saw. era. Yeah. But it's only because he's a candidate? Well, yeah. It's just basically okay. showing how the tree is I think, expanded. I think okay. you saw the Falcons completed their second interview with Bobby Slowick. Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe That's that was it. So freaking I, idiot. God, I'm an idiot. I had about 13 Moron. seconds of panic. Like, I missed the head coaching hire. This is why I'm addicted to social media. It's because I'm always fearful that I'm going to miss something like that, uh, not see a tweet later on in the day, and then we come on the show the next morning, and you're like, hey, well, what about this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. It's another I, one-year coordinator as well. Who, Ben Johnson? No, Bobby Slowick. Slowick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like, brought from San but he's a Shanahan guy. He's Let's go. Remember let's when go. we had an offseason oh. where if anybody, Sean, Sean McVay farted on you, you got a head coaching yeah, job? Yeah, Brandon Staley. And the Chargers <laughs> dug themselves in a deeper <laughs> hole because of that. So, good job. Let's start her over again. Well, One year, yeah, that's good enough. You I, don't, the, make, the, the Shanahan thing doesn't resonate it, with you? It's not about the Shanahan thing. I, I mean, Arizona State University did it with with Kenny Dillingham. You know, after dilly one. Dilly Dilly. Yeah, dilly Dilly. Oh, guys, at my wedding. After one year of success <laughs> in mm-hmm. Oregon. I, you know what? Guys, my wedding. Thank you. There's something Jeez. Skeets and skeets in the back of my wedding. <laughs> Bop. Skeet back there. They There's, were weird names. They were like Jeets were, and Skeets, yeah. I swear. Shout yeah, out geez. to Skeets, man. <laughs> Big fan of you, Skeets. I love you, Skeets. There, there's something about an Pablo up and coming. 97 Skeets. <laughs> God. There's something about an up and coming coach. I get it. However, one year in your current job is all it takes nowadays. That's yeah. a little well, bit too fast. Isn't it a little deeper than one? I mean, Slowick is an OC, sure. Your point's valid. He did have a rookie quarterback. They did go to the playoffs. The offense was very, uh, in a lot of ways, transformative. I thought his play calling against Cleveland was perfect. I thought it was a perfect record to to campaign on. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that Shanahan tree is kind of nice. He doesn't always get the credit for McVay, which is weird to me. But McVay, they worked together. He worked under him. You got McDaniel's in Miami. They made the playoffs. I know they haven't won a game since Clinton was president. But uh, <laughs> they made the playoffs and back-to-back. Isn't that a wild thing to that hear That is out a loud? really wild thing wild to hear out Bill loud. Clinton was in office when the Miami Dolphins last won a playoff I game. did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I did not inhale. <laughs> Why? You it's loser. so good when you inhale. That's the best part. Uh, I don't know what you're doing you? there, Bill. But <laughs> It's a stinker over here. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think there's something to be said. D'Amico Ryans picked him to come with him to, from San Francisco to Houston. I, I think there's something to be said for that tree. and. Yeah. Guys grasping what that offense is. If, uh, if I were a Seahawk fan, I would be rooting hard for Slowick or Ben Johnson. I want Ben Johnson the most. Yeah, I, I think Ben, ben Johnson, Johnson number, one. Uh, number one. But I again, I love Slowick, so we'll we'll see. Maybe it's going to be Dan Quinn. Sometimes you get the boost, though, right? A team doesn't hire your coordinator; it's a big boost for you the next year. Look at what Philly went through. They lost their offense coordinator and defense coordinator last off season. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that's the only reason they you know, tailspun at the end of the year, but if Ben Johnson gets passed up again, last year we thought he was going to leave for a coaching job. He's going to stick like that. Just keeps Keeps that continuity. It's going to be great for Detroit. He's eventually going to leave, but you would welcome him for another year. If also, you can. what about McDonald in Baltimore? Like he seems to be really smart defensive guy. And I know we kind of, as a show, feels like lean offense. We talk more about those names. It's sexier. Yeah. yeah. Raheem Morris got a job, 
and maybe Mike McDonald uh, McDonald is the guy in Seattle. I, I think you got to go one. Of, it's one of those two things to me. It's Ben Johnson and McDonald. Somebody's texting in. Uh, it's hard to tell who's the reason for the success. Is it Stroud or is it Slowick? I think more than likely Stroud is the reason for the success. And it's just I, I have nothing to point to disagree with that. It's just funny how you look at certain situations, and sometimes we give credit to the quarterback. Sometimes we give credit to the coach. But every quarterback and every coach is different. How we, how we parcel out credit and blame is just fascinating to me. And again, I have nothing to point against that. But a rookie quarterback, I thought the offense was ran at a high level all year. It's just it's interesting that that's you, the take. You certainly need the the quarterback has to be good at the minimum. But again, go if you rewatch the Cleveland game, go look at all the play calling, the times he called up plays, and and what he dialed up. A lot of wide open receivers at times in that game. So that was really good scheming by them. Maybe that's a one off, and I'm buying in. But like they had a good season, they made the playoffs when nobody thought that they would. Yeah, I think both things are true. You need a good quarterback, great quarterback, to be good, but. Play calling is vitally, it's vital in, in that league. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. Satter's, or not Satter's story, Spraying the Line coming up at 8.30. Get your fake sponsors in, 503-864-6326. You can also send them into the YouTube live chat. We'll do that. I got a fun question about uh, past future greats that we'll get to because there was a guy in the news yesterday that I'm going to talk about. Some final thoughts in the AFC and NFC title games. Load a final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.